dogfish. You got a $5,000 net. You got $2,000 worth of fishing, and along comes Mr. Whitey. By the time he's finished with that net, looks like a kiddie scissor class has cut it up for a paper doll. You got city hands, Mr. Hooper. You've been counting money all your life. All right, all right. Hey, I don't need this. I don't need this working class hero crap. That was friend of the show and Clint's niece, Paxton, with some shark facts for you. It's Shark Month here on Purely Nostalgia, which is a podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, and I am the greatest good you are ever going to get. And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I am what the French call les compétent, which means inside of a bathtub. Yeah, I was about to ask. You sound a little bit more echoey than normal. What's that all about? This is true. So, uh, I I am inside of my bathtub right now. <laughs> um, uh, wh- why is that? Well, uh, if you just heard a noise, that was my foot rubbing up against the bathtub. I did not toot. Um, <laughs> Because if you do, we will hear. You it. will hear. Mike, we'll pick it up. Yeah, exactly. So to give some context, um, Elisha and I mold around the idea of uh, during Shark Month recording an episode at the beach, and uh, just due to you know things that are occurring in the world right now, we decided that that probably no, no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you mean like the the shark jaws that is eating people at the beach? That's, so they close the beaches. That's correct. They have to close the beaches, uh, so we couldn't go. Um, and so, you know, we wanted to be responsible, obviously. Um, so, so you, instead, so you got in your bathtub. Th- it's that alone. The house's ocean, correct? You you said alone. Let it be known that if you were here, I would let you in it with me. It would be very uncomfortable, uh, both on a uh, physical level and. Uh, our our little legs would probably brush up against each other, and Lord knows what would happen after that. Uh, I mean, we we just FaceTimed, and I got a, a peek of your bathtub. It's a decent-sized bathtub. I don't think we'd be able to maintain six feet in there. No, we would if, not. Because if, if there's six feet between you, you can't get attacked by a shark, is mm-hmm. my understanding. If if I owned, let, me, let it be known, if I owned a six-foot bathtub... I would not be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, nobody with a six foot bathtub has a podcast. That is a fact of life. Yeah, you you can't take you, you can't take yourself seriously enough if you own a six foot bathtub. That's what my grandfather always told me. Uh, but folks, if you hear some slishing and sloshing or even some water running, uh, it's because I'm in the bathtub. Yeah. Well, I mean, I f- I feel like that is going to be. Hard to forget throughout this episode, just based on the sound of your audio. It, th- it seems like that's going to be an ever-present thought in our listeners' minds. 
Why does it sound wow. so echoey? Why does it sound like he's inside of an indoor swimming pool? I kind Why of did am. You just do such a big wet fart. Yep. Uh, I did. Are, are you are you going to be cleaning yourself throughout the episode? No, I'm wearing a bathing suit right now. Uh, I am not in le foregrante, which uh, means naked. Um, I'm wearing a bathing suit at the moment. What language was that? Um, let's keep moving. So, <laughs> I actually um, pitched you being naked in the bathtub pretty hard. You like, did. I wanted that to. And you just refused. What What exactly is the reasoning for that? Because they can't see you. You, you and I did FaceTime at the beginning of this, so there's that. Right. We wouldn't. I wouldn't have had to like see anything though. You know, you like, we would. We didn't even have to FaceTime how, if you would have been naked. How long have you and I known each other? About. Uh, about about ten to eleven years, I would say. Has it really been that long? Yeah, something like that. Because I, I I was about fifteen. No, it was about ten years. How I was long were we? 16. How long have we been friends then? Friends, probably nine years. Okay, fair enough. We've known each other for ten years. We've been friends for nine, friendly for one, and sure. I I don't think I've seen anything below the waist on you. Yeah, not even clothed. Yeah. <laughs> You've just always maintained a 90-degree angle to the ground That's when true. you're looking at me, which I'm very thankful <laughs> for. You always make direct eye contact with me. You've never even seen what kind of pants I'm wearing. That's true. Uh, I don't think that you have seen anything below the waist on me either. No, I no, I don't even know what kind of pants you wear. I, I, and, I don't. But I really want an answer to that question. What is the problem for you with recording audio naked? Nobody would see anything. On like a moral standpoint, we kind of pitch ourselves <laughs> as reviewing kids' movies, and we try no to. No one would even have to know. Yeah. Okay, but then that... also we're talking about Jaws this week. You know, this would have been the week to do it. In a certain sense. It makes it even worse because then it's like my dirty little secret. Uncle Clint's talking about kids' movies, and he is in flagrante. All right. Well, I'm just saying if you ever feel safe enough where you want to take them off in the middle of the episode and not say anything, you don't even have to tell me, I would support that decision. All right. I mean, I can tell you afterwards. The idea is that you just wanted to be wet while talking about Jaws. This is true. I wanted to simulate the ocean and if this is bearable you know yeah. i might be doing this through all of shark month i, I would love that there uh, I, I, I don't know I, if your wife would no she would not i did pitch you the idea if if you're near chattanooga and or cleveland i might be able to get us to record on a boat so that could be a fun one for shark month or even like something we do in august who knows if it's you know agua themed I mean, I still want to do a beach episode once uh, sharks are no longer mm-hmm. – uh, the, sh- the great shark pandemic is no longer an issue. Yeah, yeah. I still want to do a beach episode. We're, we're going to do that at some point. I'm glad that you signed on to this because uh, you, were, you were admittedly a little hesitant whenever I first pitched it to you. And maybe it's just because of the, the shark fear, you know, but yeah. uh, I think that it would be fun. Uh, the going to the beach thing? Yes, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I I think it'd be fun. I I don't think anything tops our crystal episode. That's true. The that poor I listened to that episode uh, fairly recently, and the audio is D grade at best. 
I mean, yeah, but it was just our phone. That's but, true. I mean, like, we, you can hear it, everything okay. I don't have a bathtub at home. I just have a shower. Mm-hmm. So I would have done the same thing as you. But um, uh, instead, I just have a toy shark with me on my table. And, and it has uh, red eyes, correct? It does. I don't know why his eyes are so, like, evil red looking. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where this boy came from. I've just had him for years. He's just always been with you? Yeah. As long as I can remember. And when you've, like, moved out of your house, you're like, well, I got to get my shark. Yeah. (laughs) Got to pack up everything. I got to get my shark. It's, like, a pretty high-quality toy. Like, it's pretty, like, painted pretty well. His his teeth feel pretty sharp when I put my finger on them. Is he the Um, type of toy you could play with in a pool? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Hmm. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, um, anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> enough talking about me. I may or may not be nude right now. Who knows? Um, Who knows? You can imagine. Um, we are talking about the movie Jaws today, which is kind of a little bit straying from the mission of our podcast. The mission normally statement, Normally we talk yeah. about kids' movies, which we intentionally made our, our description of our show movies that we watched as kids, mm-hmm. or movies that we liked as kids, not kids' movies, to kind of keep that open. Um, I mean, we we talked about Jurassic Park, which is a movie from the same director, which is also about sharp-toothed animals and the battle between capitalism and human life. <laughs> so sure. It's a very similar movie. Well, you but, know, uh, uh, sharks are dinosaurs. They do talk about it in this movie. You know, they've been around for... 20 million years or however long Brody says. I don't says. think that means that they are dinosaurs. Well, what is your definition they of a dinosaur? They are fish. I'm pretty sure the dinosaurs are dead. I don't know what the exact definition of it is, but I don't think it includes sharks in it. I, I disagree, because I do think alligators are dinosaurs. All right, well, call your niece and see what she thinks. Okay, we'll, we'll get that confirmation next time from Paxton. Our... Our sharks, dinosaurs. Yeah. When are we going to do alligator month on the podcast? That's a good point because I did say a few months ago, uh, you are shark and I am alligator. So. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Interesting. But anyway, so Jaws, it's a bloody movie about. It's a bloody movie. Eaten. It's a bloody movie. It's my J. Oh, man. We should talk about the Meg. The Meg? Hmm. Did you see that movie? I did see The Meg. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert for The Meg. If you haven't seen The Meg, skip ahead like 30 seconds. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a big shark, and then they kill it, and then it gets eaten by another one that's even bigger. Yeah. It's so cool. And what's great about it is that they kill the shark with enough time into the movie where you're like, oh, this movie could be done by now. And then, yeah. with like fifteen minutes remaining, they're like, "No, that was not the Meg." <laughs> now here, here is the Meg. What about what was that Blake Lively movie with her uh, with the shark? Um, yes, I've seen it. I can't remember what it was called, but I saw it. But um, do you do you remember people being like, "This is the new Jaws," you know? Yeah, I remember people. Yeah, which is like, why are we trying to replace Jaws? Yeah, <laughs> we don't need a new one. That that movie is bizarro because it's it like it is called The Shallows. The Shallows, where she's right. on like a buoy and there's like a shark like tormenting her. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna kill this this specific woman. I am going to murder <laughs> her. 
um, yeah, but the movie Jaws is about a really big shark, mm. and he's a, he's at a beach, and so like we we just kind of want to go with like beachy vibes for this whole month of Shark Month. That's why our our intro music was a little bit you know like tropical beachy, because um, like we we just want to feel like we're at the beach. Um, it's a lot of a lot of things going on in the world with like shark pandemics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sharks eating everybody, so they you know. It's dangerous to go to the beach, so you know we're just gonna have the beach on our podcast. Yeah, I'm feeling very beachy today. Are you feeling beachy, Clint? I'm in the hey, I'm in my bathing suit. I'm in the bathtub. Um, I may or may not have sunscreen on. I'm feeling beachy, Pe- beachy keen right now. Let me tell you. At at the very least, you are wet. At the yeah, like I would be at the beach. Um, I do want to address the fact right here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of the beach. That that's just me in general. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Why why not? Uh, a couple of outlying factors. Um, I am pale. I'm very pale. Mm. Um, I am of Irish descent. I'm a Blarney boy, and um, when I go to the beach, I do not tan. And I I cannot stand people that are like I just burn a little bit and then it turns into a tan. Uh, one of those people is my wife, uh, who who does not wear sunscreen, and she burns, and she's and then she's fine. Um, and then I have to put on water babies so that I don't burn. <laughs> um, and I have to wear a swim shirt sometimes because I will burn. Um, and then the second thing is that uh, I have an insulin pump because I have a disease called diabetes. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes sand gets inside of it and clogs it up and makes me sick. So um, that's why I don't. The beach is not my. The beach is not my friend. You're you're more of a fan of the woods. I You'd rather be in the boy. woods. Yeah, I've you're always trying to get me to go camping with you, and I'm like, there's like a very small window of time that I like to go camping, mm-hmm. and it's never when you want me to go with you. Okay. This fall, will you go camping with me? When yes. It's cold. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like like late October, early November. I would love to. That's fair. Yeah. That's what, fair. What 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 what's your thought? I, I mean, that's just a long time to wait for for me. I just like the feeling of like bundling up in a sleeping bag and a bunch of blankets, and your face is like sticking out and it's freezing cold, but the rest of you is warm. That's a great feeling to me. Hmm. Yeah, fine. Well, okay, let, we will go camping in late fall, or I'm sorry, late October, early November. And then when all the sharks stop eating people, we will go to the beach. Correct. Which could be like next summer. Yeah, it might be. Who knows? Or it could be like December. Like we could go to the beach in December and just record like a cold beach episode. Maybe it could be our Christmas episode. This would be kind of fun. Is there a Christmas beach episode or like movie? Is there a Christmas Beach movie? Um, there's got to be, right? Christmas <laughs> with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks because they want to go on a cruise. No, we already did our Christmas with the Cranks episode at the beginning of uh, our, another episode. I think it was Remember? the beginning of our Elf episode. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> We've already done that movie, so. That's a fair um, point. But anyway, Jaws. we got to talk about the shark movie Jaws. And I want to hear your personal experience with this movie. But also, if you want to go into your personal experience with just, like, sharks 
as as an animal as we kick off shark month i'd like to hear that too sure uh yeah so i'll just go ahead and start with my personal <laughs> i just remembered that you're in a bathtub <laughs> carry on yeah if you can hear my my water sloshing um i'll start with my personal experience with the movie jaws so i remember i don't remember the first time that i ever saw this movie i would have had to have been like nine or ten maybe eight at the youngest uh the first time i saw this movie and some the age pe- of alex kittner that's true some people may think that that is negligence on my parents fault or my parents part by letting eh, me see it's fine yeah by letting me see the movie this young um but it is one of my father's favorite movies um we always watched it um around um fourth of july because I would say that this is a 4th of July movie uh, more than any. I mean, it literally is. Yeah, literally. It's in proximity to the 4th of July. If um, there is such thing as a 4th of July movie, this is it. It was born on the 4th of July, the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, so mm, if yeah. that counts. Um, Independence Day. If you think about it, Die Hard is a 4th of July movie. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Um, but I have seen this movie at least once a year for as long as I can remember. Uh, watched it at the beach many times. I can remember watching it literally on the beach, uh, which is a fun time. Uh, it was at a restaurant in Destin, Florida uh, called The Back Porch. We were on the beach eating dinner, and they had a big screen playing Jaws while we were eating dinner, and it was a fun time. Um, and my personal experience with sharks, my I, I'm not as big as an enthusiast as you are, uh, Mr. Hooper, but... Um, I Wait, what did you call me? Mi- Mr. Uber? Hooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you called me Mr. Uber. Okay. Mr. Uber. Uh, you can afford Uber rides. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that would be insulting almost. Uh, <laughs> but never, never mind. Um, my family f- once a year d- did a Shark Week party. And uh, I thought you were about to say a shark ritual a shark. for some reason. I mean, kind of. Uh, we would watch Shark Week religiously uh, when I was growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when Discovery Channel used to play like Mythbusters, Dirty Jobs. Um, what was an- a- another one? Um, you know, all those all those good shows. And they really like made a holiday out of Shark Week. And we, my mom would, like, decorate the house and invite people over and would serve seafood. And it was a fun time. Um, so I guess sharks scare me very bad. One of my deepest fears is being out in open water, just, like, in the water. I'm That's terrifying to me. Um, and so sharks are inherently scary to me, and I partially blame this movie for it. Um, but... Um, yeah, that's all that I have about sharks and jowls as a whole. What about you? Sharks and jowls. Um, so I didn't see shark. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> see Jaws as as early and as as an of an age as you did, which you shamed me for in our last episode. Yeah, um, I did. You're, you're like, oh, you're not a Jaws fan because you didn't see it till later. Which I think I saw it probably like I don't know I was probably like fifteen years old when I saw it. Which that is uh, I, don't I don't know that is surprising to me. Why is that surprising to you? I don't I didn't understand your reaction. Maybe it's just because 
I grew up with it, and I was like, oh, everyone has seen Jaws. I don't think there's any movie that I would have said reacted that way about. Like, if you said you hadn't seen Star Wars until you're 15 years old, I would be like, okay. What if... I don't know. I felt very attacked. What if I said I had not seen the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas until I was 15 years old? What would you say then? Or like the Rudolph I, the Red Nose Reindeer? I still don't think I would have been that surprised. Hmm. But anyway. Or Home Alone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I saw it at the beach was the first time I saw it. Wow. I loved it and have seen it very many times since then. Uh, we've watched it at our family used to watch it at the beach a lot too. I've watched it several times in the last few years, and then I watched it again today. And uh, I guess I need to get into my my personal experience with sharks as a creature, um, mm-hmm. with the, with the creature of sharks. The mystery. Uh, these are some these are some big boys, and they are gray, and they have big teeth. Um, I have always been very into sharks. Um, I have a shark tattoo on my leg, which I'll, I'll get into why that came about in a second. But our family has gone to New Smyrna Beach every year um, since before I was born, which is like uh, it's supposedly there's a lot of sharks there. Uh, I don't think there are any more because it's become a much more like popular beach now. And so there's a lot more people in the water. So I don't see as see sharks as often as we used to. But we used to see like multiple sharks every time we went to the beach and. Um, like not huge ones, just like they just kind of swim around. And um, I kind of want to get bit by a shark someday, like just a small one. I think that would be really cool. Um, where, where would you to, like to be bit? Just like on the calf. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a nice little crescent-shaped scar or something. But uh, me and my uh, brother and cousin, uh, we were in Nashville one time, and we wanted to get that matching tattoos, but we didn't know what of. And then we were at some restaurant and we saw some lady walk by and she had a big shark on her thigh and we were all like we're getting that tattoo and so we got a and then we took an uber um to somewhere else and our uber driver went uh something like well you boys are just some sharks on the prowl or something like that and we all just started screaming because we had already just decided to get shark tattoos and we're like it's a sign (laughs) and so we got matching shark tattoos um, and I, I think that, uh, I was also very scared of sharks as a kid. Like I would, um, uh, be very terrified to get in the water at times. Um, this was before I saw shark, saw the movie Jaws. I think I was probably scared to see the movie as a kid because I was already scared of sharks. Mm. Um, but I, I branded myself with the shark like Batman to own my fear. And I have made the shark my, my, my symbol because I want my enemies to share my dread. Is that what he says in the movie? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Him being uh, Brody? No. No, I'm, I'm Batman. I'm talking about the movie Batman. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Bat- Batman says he wants his enemies to share his dread. Um, but, yeah, I uh, we, our family was always really into Shark Week, too. Like, we've just always been obsessed with sharks in general. Between New Smyrna Beach and Shark Week and just, like, sharks have always been a thing that we were obsessed with so um i like the movie jaws because it is about a shark and it has the ocean in it which we know i like in movies Mm -hmm. so it is a perfect movie for those reasons i uh i went to new smyrna beach for the first time last summer um and i i didn't know until like i told you get bit i did not get bit um but i didn't see any sharks and there were no signs like hey this is shark 
territory. This is shark land. Well, yeah, they don't have like signs up that say like sharks beware. That sounds like negligence but, to me. But there is a lot of uh, shark souvenir stuff in all their souvenir stores. It'll there's like hats and shirts that all say like shark ca- shark bite capital of the world or whatever. Mm. But I think it's just shark bite cap- capital of America or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't think there are as many sharks now, though, because when I was a kid, I was the only person I knew that ever went to New Smyrna. And now I like know other people who go there. So I think it's become more of a people beach and the sharks are just like, eh, we're good. We, you, you can drive your car on New Smyrna Beach. Uh, only on parts of it, not the parts that we go to. Oh, the part that we went to, uh, we went to the car part and we didn't know that. Um. And so we, we got out to the beach. Noob. Yeah, we got out to the beach, and I was with, like, my in-laws, and, um, you know, there were, like, ten of us in a group, and um, we, like, set up a tent, and then these, like, huge vehicles just park right beside us, and we're like, this is miserable. Let's let's go inside. Yeah, uh, you got to go, like, a mile down the beach and get past that. Yeah, yeah. Went to the sur- we did see a surf competition, so that's pretty cool. Uh, hey, speaking of surfing, that is going to solve a lot of your problems with the beach if you just learn how to surf because you mentioned you sometimes have to wear a swim shirt. Mm-hmm. When you surf, you look cool in a swim shirt because that's what all the surfers wear. They call it a rash guard. So you got it. You got to just get a surfboard and then you won't look like a dork. And I, is there water running in the background there, right now? There is. I got a little chilly. Uh, so <laughs> I'm adding, adding some, some piping hot H2O to this, to this drink. Ooh. Nice. You need like a little like beachy drink that you could be sipping on. I have Gatorade. <laughs> I'm also drinking Gatorade. What flavor? Uh, lemon lime, the only good kind. Oh yes. Well, I'm drinking red. So. Oh, Fruit that's punch. the worst. I don't Fruit like punch. red Gatorade. Fruit punch. Anyway, um, it's so. Punch. <laughs> Let's get into our ratings for the movie Jaws. Um, what did you rate this movie out of ten? Oh, ten out of ten, baby. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me, same. This is the same episode as our last episode. I'm a little worried that we're covering too good of movies on this podcast. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I feel like with with this movie, there was no reality where I would give it a, a 9 out of 10 or like an yeah. 8 out of 10 because that would just honestly kind of feel like an insult to the movie if I gave it anything less than a 10. No, yeah, it's like one of my favorites, and it's... It's I, I kind of wonder like what are we gonna talk about with Jaws on our stupid little show where we talk about kids movies and make fart jokes mm. like what what are we gonna say about Jaws that other people haven't said should we just end the episode now? Might we may as well. Um, but yeah, one thing about this movie is um, everybody and their mother and their grandmother knows like some fact about this movie, you know. Uh, if I saw if this in your letterbox review and I wasn't quite sure what you meant. So go on. Everybody is always like, did you know that the shark would malfunction? Or like, did you know that this was the first movie to break a hundred million dollars in a summer or something like that? Like somebody always knows a fact that relates back to Jaws. Um, yeah, for me, I guess the fact is, did you know that there's a very big shark in this movie and that mm-hmm. it's a child? And th- this movie, I think, like, if I'm remembering this correctly, helped, like, inspire J.J. Abrams to get into film. Like, watching this movie and reading the original print of the script. So, 
if I you're feel like, like every film... every director every modern director probably says that about Jaws. But no, yeah, but that actually makes sense for J.J. Abrams. I can see that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, kind of like you said, if there's any like modern director or film nerd or you know film podcaster at large, they can name a scene in Jaws that is like a dissertation on filmmaking, modern now at least. You know. All right, what's yours? Give me your dissertation. Um, cinematography. Uh, the cinematography on this movie is incredible. This movie uh, does have it. Yeah, the, just, I mean, like, the way there are two shots that, oddly enough, are in the same scene that are, like, really, really famous. And I, I'm wondering if you can tell me what those two shots are. I'm assuming one of them is the, the shot where Brody first sees the kid get eaten by the shark, and it zooms in on him, um, but the background is, like, zooming at a faster rate. And it looks really weird. Is that what you're talking yep, about? That is that is one. Um, and then the other shot is of Brody again, um, and people are passing in front of the camera. And each time people walk in front of the camera, it like gets either closer to him yeah. or switches back to some kids in the water. Um, and both of those are just I, I don't know. They're very I I, I don't even want to say they're simple because the one that you mentioned like I can't even really describe it because yeah. it's trippy and really cool looking mm-hmm. uh but uh the other one i would say is simple but it's really fascinating to see this is a very good movie and we will probably talk about some of the things that make it a good movie um but also there's like smart people who can talk about that better than we can so like you know i just want to like talk about how big the shark is you know it's a big shark that's true. Um, uh, and if you do want to hear smart people talk about this, I'm going to plug someone else's podcast, by the way. Don't do uh, this. Well, it's produced by Steven Spielberg. So uh, it's called Inside Jaws, and it's uh, about the making of this movie and about the book as well. So, Yeah, the book. I, I should have talked about the book when I was talking about my personal experience. Have you read the book? I have not. I, did, I truthfully had completely forgotten that it was a book until you told me last night. Um, I read the book in high school at some point um, mm. and liked it, but I think the movie's better because the things that it it's it's pretty similar except for a few key things. One thing the people the people are very unlikable in the book, right? Yes, um, which they kind of are in the movie too, but to a lesser extent. Um, I don't know. Brody's a likable character, I guess, but yeah, but uh, I don't know. Every, everyone's kind of likable in the movie, I guess, but in the book. Hooper and uh, Brody's wife have an affair, which is very interesting. Because in the movie, they kind of like the, there's some like flirtatious energy when he goes over there for dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, but they don't they don't go there at all, which I think is a good move because like I don't I don't need that in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't. It, I could see a belonging in a novel that fills up you know 300 pages, but not in a two hour movie. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be just be like the whole second half of this movie is a bunch of guys on a boat, like um, trying, like being insecure about how manly they are <laughs> in a lot of ways, and so yeah. I think that adds to that that tension between him, uh, between Hooper and Brody. Um, but I'm glad they didn't put that in the movie. Um, the other key difference is that Hooper dies at the end, and Brody is the one who survives. He's the only one. So, oh, so does Hooper get eaten by the jaws in the cage? I think so, yeah. I can't remember exactly. I think he gets eaten in the cage, um, which is kind of weird in the movie because he's down there in the cage, and then it's like, is he alive or not? And then he kills the shark, and he just kind of swims up to the top. He's like, here I am. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, 
He does stay down there a really long time. Yeah. He probably, like, is just watching. He's like, eh, Brody's got this. He's like, yeah, he, yeah he's got this. Uh, I'm good. Um, But I think you should give us a 10,000-foot view of this movie. Hey, what if we did something really funny and we called it, like, a 20,000-league view of this movie for a short Oh, time? that is good. Is good, that extremely cool and funny? Is this now finally a good podcast? Honestly, you're you're a revolutionary by saying that you're an influencer uh but sure Hold 20 000 league they love you they love you okay go on Twenty thousand league view of this movie uh there's an island called amity island um in new jersey is that right i thought it was in new york it might be i don't know it's well he's from new york um, so I don't, I'm Keep not going sure. and I'll tell you <laughs> I, either way. Um, Amity Island, uh, it's a small little ocean Island. Uh, you can hear some running water in the I, background that yes. is on accident. I don't know why it's running. It's kind of terrifying. Um, but Amity Island, small little ocean Island, uh, their economy is basically built on the 4th of July and summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, you know, fishing village otherwise, um, and once you know, there's a shark <laughs> that's attack- and his name's Jaws, and he's attacking. Uh, he's attacking the people that live. This here. freaking guy is eating people. This freaking guy is eating children and women uh, and dog as well. He um, does eat dog. Don't yeah, Pippin the dog. Let's not forget Pippin. I thought it was isn't it Pippet? Pit, it's Pit it's Pit. a weird name. I had subtitles on, and I was surprised by the spelling of the dog's name. Oh, really? Okay. Exactly. It's something weird. Maybe it's French, but uh, who knows? Uh, anyway, there's this freaking guy, and he's eating people at this beach. And <laughs> This freaking the, guy. And the mayor, this idiot, who ever let him in the White House, is like, mm. no, we can't close down the beaches because it's going to ruin our economy. And he has and bro- anchors on his suit. And he has good anchor, and then he has like a candy cane suit later on. Yes, uh, that kind of looks like the zebra bubble gum. Um, but he is like, no, you can't close down the beach because this freaking guy's eating the children. Yeah, we uh, can't do that. And, and Brody's like, I, you need to do it. And so they don't close down the beach. And once you know, darn it, Alex Kittner gets at in front of everyone, mm. um, and his mother. <laughs> so embarrassing. Up, it's pretty awkward, honestly. It is now, very cringe. This bail that she put up was it three hundred thousand dollars? It was something um, yeah, massive something like that. Money. Yeah, um, and these guys, everyone's like, "Let's go kill this freaking this freaking guy, Jaws." And then uh, eventually, some more people get at, and Brody's kids almost die, and the mayor's kids almost die because they were in the water when some other dude's leg got eaten and now it's in the bottom of the ocean um that is so cringe and it is very awkward but uh then all these guys you know there's quint he's a fish guy and then there's brody he's a cop uh and then there's hooper who is also a fish guy but with science um they go out on the water and they're like let's go kill this this mother and then they they do they go out there let's kill this dude and then they go out there, and they're having a grand old time. They're singing. They're drinking. And then freaking Jaws tries to kill them, and then they blow them up. And Quint gets eaten very badly. Quint gets eaten so bad that it is so embarrassing for him. That scene 
traumatized me so bad as a it kid. It is very upsetting. I, that is the one scene that I feel like would be a lot for a kid because, like, the other bloodiest scene is probably the kid's death, Alex's death, but it's so quick that it's, like, blink and you miss it, and it's like, oh, well, that, that just happened. I did kind of forget that there is literally, like, a fountain of blood when Alex yeah. Kittner is being eaten in the water. Yeah, that's really upsetting because you see the shark um, kind of just like you see some fins kind of thrashing there yeah. in the water. And then all of a sudden there's a quick shot of him just screaming with a fountain of blood behind him. Yeah, just <laughs> being it, devoured. And, and then it cuts to that really iconic shot of Brody on the beach being like, uh-oh, this guy is in the water. <laughs> no, no, um, Bru- uh, uh, no, Jaws is back. This man is back in the water. Yeah. This man, Captain Gantu's son mm-hmm. um uh well no captain this is definitely captain gantu's grandfather you're right you're right because jaws had to evolve in the gantu <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah if there were a pokemon it would be jaws and then Cap- captain gantu do you think he'd be the third evolution or do you think there'd be like an in-between i feel like there'd be an in-between yeah no i think it would be jaws gantu and then the meg probably so it's like it starts out as just a big shark and then it becomes a shark man and then it becomes a really big shark really big shark correct uh yeah i like that that sounds good yeah um i was shocked uh even though i had watched this like probably a year ago i i was i'm always surprised by how early in the movie um alex kittner's death happens yes because um, I always remember the the scene where the the kid has the shark the fake shark fin and they make everyone get out of the water. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, for some reason when I was watching it this time, I thought that was going to be what happened when Alex was killed. And then all of a sudden, oh, there was like a fountain of blood. Er- that early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that that happens later. Um, and so I was caught off guard when he got killed. Um, I, I in general, I was caught off guard by how fast the first half of the movie moves because. Mm-hmm. I always forget that they're on the boat for a little over half the movie, isn't it? Like, it's about half the movie. It, um, yeah, maybe, about. Maybe more. But it's it's timeline, I think it's about halfway through the movie, but it feels quicker when they're on the boat. Um, you know, while it's more exciting, uh, we know when they're actually out there. But yeah, yeah no, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I, you know, these types of movies kind of like to indulge themselves at the beginning with, you know, dialogue and character building, but... They get into you know people getting it real quick in this one. Yeah, I just I I, I think it's structured in a way that I, you don't see a whole lot of movies structured where it's like it, it's directly cut in half, and the first half is very distinct them on the island, and then the the second half is very distinct them on the boat. Yeah. Not a whole lot of movies where it's like that. You know what I mean? Um. Also, this movie, you know, we've talked about it before, but more or less in the context of children. But this movie does not talk down to its audience with the themes, or it's it's not as like in your face with the themes as other movies could be. You know, one thing that you mentioned earlier was like capitalism versus people's lives, and that's obviously a theme here. But there was never a scene, except for Mrs. Kittner, uh, you know, slapping Brody in the face. Uh, but there's never a scene where, like, the townspeople get up and they're like, the mayor, you did it for profits and money, and our kids are dead. You know, that's implied that that was a bad thing that occurred because the mayor 
was stubborn and fearful and wouldn't close the beaches, but there was never that, you know, Salem witch trial scene, I suppose. Yeah, but also the villain is, I mean, the mayor is very much positioned as the villain of the movie to to the point where it's almost like comic booky. Like he has the weird suit and he's he just has that energy about him where he's like money, money, money. He's like the right, right. He's like Doug but... Dimmadome, owner of <laughs> Dimsdale Dimmadome. But you're right; it doesn't feel forced. Like I, yeah, I really like that. I like his character. I don't know if you had the same feeling, but I felt very similar watching this to how I felt watching Jurassic Park. Um, In this... that there are big things with sharp teeth who will eat you. Correct, uh, but in, in, in the sense of like. You know, Lilo and Stitch is a good movie. That's the one that we just reviewed. So it's, you know, it's, it's a good movie. You can sit down and you can enjoy it. This movie was, like, exciting, you know? I, I felt excited watching it. It was, especially the second half, it was like, oh, this is, this is like a roller coaster ride, you know? Yeah, I very much felt that way watching this. Um, I, I didn't feel that with Jurassic Park, and I know that that, makes me a bad person because i just don't know why i don't love jurassic park as much as so many other people do um the, I like other people being me. <laughs> not but like a lot of people like it's yeah. a very beloved and I, I don't think it's bad by any means i think it's good i just i definitely it doesn't come near jaws for me i think jaws is on another level for me personally jaws feels a little more wet it's yes more wet. that is more wet yeah although there is a lot of wet dinosaurs in the fur in like the second act of Jurassic Park. So. Here's my thing though, the the next Jurassic World or whatever Jurassic Universe movie needs to be <laughs> ocean dinos. It needs to be a, a submarine mm. quest to find ocean dinos. It's true. Would be Um fun. so I texted you and did you? I don't know if you noticed this, but you look a lot like Hooper right now, just in your <laughs> in your current look. Uh, I mean, I don't have curly hair like him, but I do have like the roundish glasses and a beard, and yeah, no, I could see it. I know where that comes from. And you wear a lot of denim, so <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah. in the winter, I do. I haven't in a while, but yeah, I, I texted you and said I'm going to be Hooper for Halloween, and it, his little denim outfit and his little his little sea sea boy cap that he has. I love it. I love. People be like, is that? Are you dressed as Richard Dreyfus <laughs> for Halloween? <laughs> I love this man, and and you're gonna be the mayor, right? And wear a little anchor suit. That yeah, that was that was the goal. You said oh, you could look rock, you could look like Brody, and that that was a a great compliment that you gave me. But uh, no, uh, I I'd rather be the mayor. That is more of my 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 scheme. Well, you were the mayor in the Music Man that we That's were true. In, in high school together. I have constant mayor energy. You're right. <laughs> you do have big M E. <laughs> Big mayor energy. <laughs> Big mayor energy, yeah. Um, I could actually see you being a mayor someday. <laughs> don't. You could, you could just, I could just see you being a mayor. I think it might happen. That's like working at the DMV. Like, I'd rather, working at the DMV and being a, somebody who's in politics are basically right in line with, the, with one and another. Yeah, I, I actually do think being a mayor would be miserable because, like, <laughs> almost everyone hates you. Yep. No one. They've all voted for you. Everyone right. voted for you, but they all hate you. And then they immediately guts. turn on you, and, and everything is your fault. Do you blame Brody at all in this movie? 
That's a good question. I, I very strongly sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that he could be blamed for is not closing the beach when they found the, the dead girl on the beach, right? So yeah. the, the first kid who dies, Alex Kittner, his... I don't know. I what What is his jurisdiction exactly? Was he given a direct order from the mayor that he could not close the beach? Could he, he have was. done it anyway? That's the so, thing. He was so given a direct order. Yeah. I don't really blame him, no. Yeah. that That's the thing, is that, like, if you're a layman, kind of, and I, that's going to sound like an insult, but it's not, to, like, Mrs. Kittner's, or, like, Mrs. Kittner, um, you know, she slaps him and is like, this is your fault. On the surface, it would appear to be his fault, but he was told, you know, by the mayor and the city council people, like, no, you have no right and no jurisdiction to close the beach. That's up to me and the city council. Um, right, but I, I do think that he could have fought for it harder, and I think that's one reason why this movie is good is because it's not entirely clear. Like, I, th- I do think some blame falls on him. Um He's yeah, kind of spineless for the for the first part of the movie, to be honest. Well, he is spineless, but I think they do explain it really well because they're constantly saying, like, he's an outsider, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never a fun position to come in and be entirely new to some place with new people and then automatically be their authority figure, you know? Yeah. It's like, they're, they're not going to respect him. Yeah, he's put in a very, very difficult position. One of the most difficult um, yeah, there, there's literally two cops in this town, right? Him and his deputy. Yes, correct. And the, and they're like getting more help on the Fourth of July, but it's just them, and so yeah. that's why when there is a shark, it is the cops' job to take care of it, which I, that I is, feel like that is hilarious. Should not the, be their job. <laughs> yeah, it should be the Coast Guard or a shark scientist like Hooper. Yeah. And I looked it up, and it's not entirely clear where Amity Island is. It's just supposed to be off of New England. So oh, okay, okay. I, I want to talk about. You mentioned that their their entire economy um, revolves around the beach, and specifically Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the, the town I live in. I live in Knoxville, which is a college town. Uh, the University of Tennessee is here, and our economy <laughs> kind of revolves around football season. Like yeah. Um, and to some extent, like just sports in general, but, um, like it, the way the town was like talking about the 4th of July coming up and just the energy there, it it feels very familiar to me. Um, and And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you as well. Uh, I also live in a college town. Um, granted my college is a small Christian university, but, it gets a lot, a, a huge economical boom whenever people it's school time coming back in. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't really know of anything in Cleveland other than Lee University. <laughs> correct, correct, and, yeah, and Knoxville Clint. is the Vols. <laughs> correct. Um, but yeah, I I just think I mean even with all the the all the sharks that are eating people right now in today's world, like <laughs> yep. there's a big question of like what is football season gonna look like and. It's very similar energy to this movie. I mean, people have made plenty of comparisons to this movie and what is going on with all the sharks that are eating people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's very it felt very close to home watching it. Yeah, and it wasn't. I I do also feel like you know if the sharks were not eating people right now, we mm-hmm. probably would have still talked about this movie at some point. It felt natural, like it wasn't influenced by what is going on right now. Oh no, I don't think we world. thought 
Uh, that, I don't think that is why we decided to do it. I think we right. just thought Shark Month sounded fun to do. Um, right, that, exactly. Jaws was your idea to cover, um, to mm-hmm. be clear. And then I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah. So you're welcome, everyone, is what he's trying to say. I feel like we can't talk about any other Steven Spielberg monster movies this year. We can't no, do any more in 2020. <laughs> well, I mean, what else is there? You don't count E.T. as a monster movie, do you? No, but I still I don't think we can talk about AT this year either. Uh, not at all. No, not this year. No, maybe next. Year. Not not. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the uh, I'm gonna say something that's mean here. Uh oh. I didn't find his children cute. <laughs> they just weren't cute kids. Uh, they were you know, kind of kind of kind of homely looking. Yeah, they got that '70s boy haircut. They do have that seventy that seventies boy right haircut. <laughs> you know that TV show, that seventies yeah. boy. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, hold on. Um, go ahead. Yep, there it is. Yeah. So that was a pretty good joke, and I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, oh, I we we haven't even talked about Quint. Uh, yes, this all, really this man. All. This man is wonderful. He says Chiefy. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm adding more hot water right now. You keep deciding to do that right when you like introduce a new topic. Yeah, well, it's whenever I know that you're going to ramble on about friggin' sharks or whatever. Yeah, friggin' so. Quint. He says, he calls uh, Brody Chiefy, which is the coolest thing to call people. Um, Chiefy? Yeah. Yeah, I think Very everyone cool. should call people Chiefy. Um, I like um, that he's introduced really early, um, and then you just kind of forget him about him for a while, and then he comes back and he's in the entire second half of the movie. Yeah, he he comes in and he does. I mean, this movie is infinitely memeable uh, in in some ways, mostly just because our society there's nothing sacrosanct in our generation. But um, he does the you know nails across the chalkboard thing, which has been imitated a million times over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just don't really see him for like 45 minutes. And then I think the next time he's introduced, Brody's like, let's go get Quint. He's yeah. going to help us kill this dang thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think he's just in that one scene. And then, cause he doesn't, when they catch the, the shark that they first think is, is, um, Jaws. He, he's not in that part at all, is he? He's no, he's kind of he's not. out of the picture. And then well, he the... he is in that. He is in that. Remember, he c- comes by on his boat and is like laughing at the fact. Oh, like, that's right. That, yeah. That's not that's not really Jaws. That's not him. Um. So it's that scene, and then it's the chalkboard scene, and then the whole second half of the movie. That's pretty much it. Um, mm-hmm. But he has the coolest death when he uh, gets crunched in his middle of his body, and then spurts out blood out of his mouth. Yep. Very cool. Ten out Very of dress. We love Very to see bad. it. Yep, yep. It is cool. And like I said, traumatizing. Um, but yeah, and he gives, you know, again, probably one of the most famous movie speeches or like movie stories that I can think of, at least top 10, you know, when he's talking about the the ship going down. Mm-hmm. Very famous. Which is... Uh, Memed in uh, Master of Disguise movie that we yes. watched pretty recently. <laughs> I I hate that I had the exact same thought when I was watching this. I was like, 
Where have I seen this book? Oh, dang it. It was in Master of Disguise. Yeah, and I saw Master of Disguise before I saw Jaws. So when I saw Jaws, I was like, oh, that's like from Master of Disguise. <laughs> I stole this from Master of Disguise. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Um, uh, I think the, the, I mean, I just think this, the three main characters are all just perfect. And I yeah. love them being on the boat together. It's very similar to the movie, um, the lighthouse which came out last year i realized watching this again today um how much i think the lighthouse was pulling from this movie because first of all um uh will and defoe's performance is very quintish um mm. but it's also just like them going crazy on the boat together kind of and like sometimes they yeah. hate each other but also sometimes they're drunk and laughing together um i just really enjoy those scenes and i think that hooper being this like um liberal city boy <laughs> coming in and he's like i i know how how things work and he's got his soft hands and quince the the working class what's what's hooper call him it's like a, i don't need that working class hero stuff this wor- i don't need this working class hero crap and then yeah. Mark, uh brody marcus just being, like, just being like yeah i'm the he's a he's in between he just doesn't know what to do with everybody he's like can you believe um, these freaking guys Marcus Brody is in Indiana Jones, right? Is that where I got I that I think name? so, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the Brody in Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, Marcus different Spielberg. Um, but Why do they use the name Brody so much? He's trying to tell us something. Do you think that's supposed to be a shared universe, like they're related type thing? No, because he's like British. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. But I like it when Brody is walking around when they catch the shark that they think is Jaws, and he's got that stupid grin on his face, and he's just so happy. And then uh, and Hooper is like, trying to like nicely tell him like this is probably not the shark this ain't it yeah bubble. I, I just love the stupid expression on brody's face when he's walking around to everyone like giving people high fives and talking to the mayor and stuff well um, you know oddly enough that felt very pertinent kind of to how things are right now with sh- sharks killing people you know yeah with us being like, we did it. The shark <laughs> is dead. <laughs> the shark is dead. Let's all go to Applebee's. We flattened the shark curve. We flattened. There are no more sharks. Let's all go to Applebee's. <laughs> and then, once you know, grandma gets bit. And now everyone's got the sharks. Yes, it's very much like that. Um, I also like when Hooper is at their house um, eating dinner and he pulls that plate of food to him. And he mm-hmm. goes, anybody eating this? And he just starts eating it. I don't know. Are they uh, funny? I I did enjoy how um, you know Hooper. I fr- and I totally forgot this. Like how quickly Hooper and Brody became friends, like good friends. You know. Yes, which is not the case in the book. Um, that's what I. That's what I thought. Yeah, very interesting. Because like in the book, you know, like she they have an affair, and then like Brody knows, but I don't think they ever talk about it. There's just mm-hmm. like tension between them the rest of the book and then hooper gets eaten and then it's like it's a, it's a much more depressing ending like for for what happens in this movie the ending is very like upbeat you know yeah it is like if speaking of upbeat and well it kind of reminded me of this this movie is famous really famous for a few things the cinematography and the score the score which, is really famous. which is upbeat to you well, <laughs> part of it. Part of it is upbeat. Like when they're yeah. the but no, the when Jaws parts of it is, definitely are. Yeah, when Jaws is dragging the boat, it's like da, 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 you know, like this really like upbeat yeah. music. Um, but it, it won the Academy Award for best score, John Williams. Thank you. Um, but I forgot how 
absent of music it was at a lot of times. Yes. Uh, especially, like, I really like how the music just cuts out when the shark attacks. Like, it leads up to it. And then it's just, like, thrashing and screaming, and there's silence. Yeah. Like, yeah. if this movie was made in 2020, I feel like you're, there would be, like, yep, you're <laughs> when the shark was biting people. But it doesn't do that. It's a uh, direct, or the music is by, uh, what's his name? That Hans Zimmer. Christopher Nolan, Hans Zimmer that Nolan always uses, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, there's a lot of shots that are just, you're able just to kind of let it sink in because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and... What's great about this is that it doesn't feel, you know, like an accident. It feels purposeful, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that's just something that is also part of older movies. Um, yeah. Because I rewatching um, the Star Wars movies leading up to The Rise of Skywalker, I noticed that with, which is also John Williams, the original Star Wars trilogy, um, there's a lot of just silence, um, which I think is... There's less of that in movies nowadays. Um, yeah. Even in John Williams's scores, I think there's just more music happening all the time. Um, there's constant sound in movies. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's music or dialogue or explosions or blahs, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just fascinating to me. I Did forgot you say how applause? Blah. Yes, I said applause. Oh, was. Uh. Great job, Ray. You killed Palpatine with two lightsabers. But um, yeah, I just forgot how, I guess, empty of sound this movie was. Yeah. Um, you know what else is quiet? Speaking of quiet things. Sharks? No, the stupid beach. Because you look at the freaking ocean and there's no waves. And I'm like, why would people go to this beach? That's true. But that is my kind of beach, gang. Ugh. I mean, it's like going to a lake. People yeah, who like go to like lake. lake beaches, I don't get it. What's the appeal? I like waves. I need waves at the beach. I don't. I'm not a huge wave wave fan. Well, okay. I, if I get past when the waves break, I'm good. And you know, you're just kind of bobbing up and down. I'm good there, but I don't like being in the breaking waves. Mm, you're a coward. I am a coward. <laughs> but also, like speaking of the ocean. Um, and this is not a problem with the movie for me. I'm able to overlook this, but I also just think that is such a big shark and they're not in super deep water. You could mm. totally see that shark coming in real life. <laughs> That's <laughs> it very wouldn't just true. like quietly sneak up from the depths on you if you're like swimming in shallow water. I mean, I guess yeah. with the people who get attacked are in deep water, I guess, but sh- that's not how sharks approach. They like are always at the surface. Yeah, they're you know they they even mentioned in the movie it's like three feet or less of yeah. water, and this bad boy, this Jaws is twenty five feet long, three thousand pounds or He's three a big tons, man. six thousand pounds. So that that's a big fella. So he, he that'd be very surprising if he would attack you on the on the beach. Which you know this uh I don't know scale is something that I you know have a hard time imagining whenever you see a shark on tv you're like oh that's probably the size of my car or something like that you know mm-hmm. but then when you realize how big 25 feet is which there are sharks that have been caught that are great white sharks that have been 25 feet um that's scary big you know 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something about that terrifies me by how big these monsters are. <laughs> yeah. And something we haven't really touched on is just the way the shark looks in this movie. I mean, I think that's yes. another thing that it's very famous for. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool looking shark. Very real. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, like I said, there's always some type of party fact that somebody will bring up. And the one of them is that. Malfunctioned. Well, yeah, the shark now functions, but it served a purpose that, you know, you don't see the shark that much, which. Everyone always talks about this when they're talking about horror movies. They're like, you see the monster too much, unlike Jaws, where you don't see it that much. But, uh, you know, the shark was supposed to be in more of the movie, but then it just done didn't work, and it just worked out better that way. Um, didn't they build one of him that just sunk <laughs> in the ocean? And they were like, yes. oh, we have to make another shark. Yes, That is Something such like a bummer. Because yeah. it's just like well, a, it, a big metal robot shark, and he just sunk. Yep. One that they just like filled with with bricks and laid down in the water. Um, yeah. And then I think like for the most part, they just built like a head, you know, that was mechanical. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a big scary shark. Yeah. I think the only real shark footage in the movie is there's a little bit of that when Hooper's in the cage, but everything mm-hmm. else is the animatronic. Um, and it that looks real true. good. It's a good looking shark. Yeah. Um, if this was made today, it would have been entirely CG. Which, again, for me, not to go back to Jurassic Park, the parts of Jurassic Park that work for me really well are the animatronic parts. And I yes. know that it's like groundbreaking CGI for the time, but it does just immediately take me out of the movie when I see the CGI because I'm like, doesn't look very good. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you and everyone else that's like, well, the C- the. The puppets were the best thing, so... I mean, it's true. I'm sorry. Freaking Chris Pratt with his dinos and the motorcycle just didn't do it for me. But the but that's not even my problem with the new Jurassic World movies. Like, the CG looks better in those movies. Like, I don't... Your problem is that they're just bad movies. No. Well, I, they're... I didn't, yeah, they're not great, but, like, I don't care that much. I just meant, like, I know that it was pioneering technology, but it's still... Even if it was good for the time, it looks really bad. <laughs> Parts of it do. Some of it. And there's water coming out again. Yeah, I wanted you to stop speaking badly about <laughs> my Jurassic Park. It's a good movie. It's just, I think if I had saw it at a younger age, I would like it more. Um, uh-huh. You know. Well, I think that we've kind of all, unless you have more, do you have more about jowls? No, I feel good with what I've said about the shark jowls. So we've said what we want to say. And, you know, it would be really easy for us to talk about sinful moments in this movie um, because there's boobies in it. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, we just not... did sinful moments. That was our sinful moments segment. Um, <laughs> there there's is boobies, boobies in it. And now it's time for a different segment. Yeah, this one is uh, Hot Takes. Uh, Hot Takes is when we go online and we find out what other people thought about this movie. And truthfully, I thought it would be too easy for us to talk about the good reviews, even if, you know, they are grammatically incorrect, just because this is like one of AFI's top 100 movies, and so everyone loves this. This is comedy. Comedy, correct. 
Um, but so I, I decided to try and find like the less than sevens of this. And, and so I have three, two titles and one full review. Um, the first title is, it comes from Lechalula. Lechalula. Like the hot sauce? Like the hot sauce, yes. Lechalula gives it a three out of ten. And it's not funny, but it is validating. Uh, Because Lechalula says, it's a kid's movie. So. Hey, that that feels good. Thank you, Lechalula. Thank you. Yeah, it's validating. Um, I thought Uh, thought the review at first was, it's not funny, but it is validating. And I was like, "Hmm, (laughs) interesting take. It's not funny, but now people get why I'm afraid of sharks. Mm-hmm. And there's the water. It sounds <laughs> like you are in. urinating. <laughs> this water has great comedic timing. Thank you, Fawcett. Thank you, Fawcett. Uh, this, this next one comes from Guru12. Mm. Uh, and this review was written in 1999. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, Pre-Y2K. So uh, Guru12 gives it a 6 out of 10 and says, guess what, folks? I wasn't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Oh, man. Guru 12, 1999. Was not impressed with the shark jaws. Yeah. Um, and this last one comes from McKisty Brother. McKisty mm. uh, Brother gives it a 5 out of 10, and the title says, Don't Go in the Water. Mm. Uh, the review reads... I actually saw Jaws on the big screen. I was too young to see it when it was originally released in 1975. So I had to wait two years before catching it during a second run in a dinghy theater. In a dinghy theater. Dinghy, I I would assume? No, no. Just dinghy? They spelled it dinghy. Okay. Yeah, dinghy theater. So so it's Uh, a theater in a very small boat. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Which is apt for uh, seeing this movie. Did he say you're going to need a bigger boat? Because that would have been funny. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I was nine years old, and it only cost me 50 cents to see it. (laughs) Those were the days. So that's the whole review. Wait, that's it? (laughs) That was the whole review. And he gives it a five out of ten. Wow. He's like, they should have charged me more for this movie. It's too cheap. Too cheap. And yeah, that's uh, nothing spectacular, but that was hot takes. I mean, don't undercut it right at the end of the segment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. uh, well. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, one thing that was interesting, uh, you know, you always hear that uh, Roy Scheider improvised the line, you know, you're going to need a bigger boat. Um, and I forgot that he, like, doubles down on that line like yeah, a few times in the movie. Uh, it's almost like you get a laugh in an improv scene and then you do it again. <laughs> the same thing where it's like my bananas audience goes, well, you know, insane, you know, people tearing their clothes off, throwing their bras on stage. And then you're like, my bananas. And you get like 5% as much of the laugh. Uh, that's what it felt like to me. Which Spielberg was, was like, Roy, that was really great. And then every scene, <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> We're gonna need that's, a bigger boat. That's what boat. it felt like because he, he was like, "Remember what I said about the bigger boat?" <laughs> when they're paddling it's towards the sunset at the end, it's like he's like, "This boat's not that, that big." That was, boat wasn't big enough. I told you, the boat's not very big now, is it, Hooper? Because it's it's blown up. Yeah. Anyway, I heard you made love to my wife. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't put it in the movie, so it's fine. That's true. Wouldn't that be interesting if that's where they inserted it at the end? 
<laughs> and they're paddling, and he's like, "By the way, I heard I heard that you made love to my no, wife." No, Brody. Brody just or Ho- Hooper just tells him. He's like, "Hey, man, I have something I need to tell you." You remember when I came over and and gave you wine, and we went and cut up that shark? Uh, when when you weren't paying attention, <laughs> I made love to your wife. And then <laughs> Brody's like, "You know what? We've been through a lot together. It's okay." You know what? You're all right. I don't care what Quint says about you. You're all right, mister. <laughs> Thank you for being honest, Hooper. Thank you for being... We're I, cool. I like, the, I like the cut of your jib, mister. Uh, your hands aren't that soft. I just love Hooper so much. I love when he, when Brody is pouring himself the tall glass of wine, and, and Hooper's like, oh, you're going to want to let that breathe. And he's just like so high strung. Like, he's... A cartoon character. What a stupid movie. boy! I love him. What an idiot! Yeah, I love him. He's a very smart money counter. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, Jaws. We talked about it. Yeah. The, Good movie. They. Yeah, it's a guy. A guy who lives in the water and eats some boys. Yeah, and a woman, mm-hmm. and a dog. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we do have to put this through the gauntlet. Um, we have to ask the three questions that we ask about every movie. <laughs> we cover on the show and this is going to be interesting because it's very much not a kids movie so we ask is it good <laughs> for kids is it good for adults and does it stand the test of time um, do you think this movie is good for kids I love that we keep these questions ambiguous because it allows me to say yes okay. because my cutoff for kids is going to be raised up a little bit so uh, yes I say that it is yeah, I feel like I'm going to also say yes just because um, I think there are, are and older kids can see this movie and be fine. And like, I think it's perfectly fine for the age groups that it is aimed at. So, yeah, it's good. It's good for kids. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is it good for adults? Absolutely. Yes, of course it is. 100%. Good for men and women alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sharks. And shark even. And shark, even. Uh, does it stand the test of time? Yeah. In fact, it gets better. I think so, too. Um, I think this is getting a perfect score from us because it is the movie Jaws. <laughs> so That's there correct. are no surprises there. We are off to a uh, good start for Shark Month. I'm draining my bathtub right now. Oh, gosh. we got to end the episode before, you, before it gets to the bottom. Uh, yep. I'm sure you can hear this. Oh, this oh that's, that's gonna be really loud the rest of the episode. Oh, that's awful. Why are you doing this? Okay, so uh, next episode in two weeks is gonna be Finding Nemo. Um, gonna be very fun. There's sharks in that movie. Uh, listen to uh, Live and Let Cry. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm trying to plug my other podcast, and you're uh-huh. making slurping water sounds with your bathtub. Um, I launched a podcast with Levin, with 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 Cody Lunsford, who is from uh, <laughs> the Best Pictures podcast, um, where Cody's trying to make me cry by watching movies um, that uh, make people cry. Because I don't cry at movies, I don't know how to, and so he's teaching me how. We're gonna release them once a month. Uh, we just released our episode on The Notebook recently, um, and finally... 
I, I, I plugged it because I felt bad. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we just released our episode on The Notebook. It's just going to release on our two podcast feeds. So uh, there's you can listen to it on our podcast feed or you can listen to it on Best Pictures feed. You should download both of them because it's good for both podcasts. Um, it's very good. I yeah. listened to it and yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, thanks, pal. A uh, little bit shorter than than these episodes. So you can listen to it in the shower. <laughs> I don't know. First episode is like 40 minutes, so you probably yeah. shouldn't take that long of a shower. But uh, In the bath. In the bath. Yeah. Let's do it in the bathtub. Uh, you should follow us on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. We have an Instagram account called at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I have a Twitter account at Elisha P. Smith, and that's my letterbox name as well. And I am on Twitter and letterbox at Clint J.H. Page. Uh, the J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands. And... If you like what you heard, you can give us a review. Five stars goes a long way uh, on iTunes. I'm making sure we are at the top of the list for nostalgic and purely based content. Here's my drain. (laughs) I was going to ask you to please uh, unplug that drain for the last little bit here. So I think we're done. Uh, We will see you next time for our Friday Nemo episode. That'll do, donkey. We will see you soon. And Skinath for listening. Physically. I'm cold right now. Why? I just know that right now, let me describe to you my setup a little bit. I know you saw it, but I, I'm leaning up against the side of the bathtub with my left arm, and I'm holding my microphone with my right arm, and I know my right arm's going to get tired mm. um, probably in the next 20 minutes. I mean, is this going to so, be a problem for the podcast? I just, no, it's not going to be a problem. It's just, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to have to stop you. I'm going to have to be like, hey, I've got to move my arm. It's tired because I haven't been able to go to the gym. It's the end of the